Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ginger London Show. I am Minister Ginger London. I'm the owner of GingerLondon.com and Ginger London Enterprises. I am your ministry uh, trainer as well as your board-certified coach for today's show. I am so excited that you are joining me on today. We have a very special show um, planned for you, and so I really want to get right into it. So thank you again for joining me, for listening in to this episode. You know, as you know, we're into the home stretch of this year. You know, we have a few months left before the end, and uh, we move into a new year. Um, and as the year uh, was ending, you know, as we got to this place in the year, I started to look back, you know, over the year, uh, taking an honest look uh, over the year and really looking at, you know, what's been done, what I've accomplished. And also I looked at the things that, you know, that have really gotten in the way of um, some uh, progressive movements that I wanted to make in the year, you know. And some when I look back over them, some of them were, you know, honest, uh, critical situations that had to be dealt with. And some actually uh, took a little, a moment or two, if you will, you know, took a little while to get it straightened out, you know, helping others in uh, family crisis uh, situations, unexpected emergencies coming up, you know, um, people having uh, medical uh, situations uh, in the family, those sorts of things. And so those, for me, are honest um, situations that have gotten in the way and kind of hindered some things or put it on hold for a moment. Because one thing that I've learned in uh, ministry and I've learned in business um, it's very important that you take care of your family as much as you want to be successful, as much as you want, you may want to uh, make a lot of money and do all those sorts of things. It's very important that you remember um, your family. You know, uh, they have to come first, and that that was a struggle for me. And of course, I you know I don't have children, but I do have sisters and brothers. You know, and um, elderly parents and there are some things that you know you you set goals for and you uh anticipate happening and you want and you have an expectancy and then something comes up and it eats up a lot of your time and then I look back and there were some things that were just actual time wasters and so you may look back over your life and find out you know when you take an honest look that you have some of the uh same types of situations that may have occurred uh, in your life, you know, I talk to my clients, I talk to friends, I talk to family members, and t- 
talking to them about how far have they gotten this year, you know, what are their major accomplishments, what major goals that they achieved this year. Some of them um, honestly said they were not where they really wanted to be. Uh, they felt like, you know, that they didn't really put 110% uh, into um, this year. And so they really wanted to just stop where they were and they wanted to give up and they wanted to wait until the beginning of next year to get going and to redo, you know, everything again. Well, you know, you can't redo this year. However, what you can do is you can finish strong. You can really push and finish strong. If, if, if push for you is just reprioritizing and reorganizing for the next year, you can't go backwards and relive the first 9, 10, 11 months of the year. You have to start where you are, which will be, where you are right here and say, you know, I didn't do everything that I should have done or that I could have done. What can I do to finish strong this year to move forward into the next year so that I'm ready and really focused on um, what I'm supposed to do? And I've learned some coping skills and I've developed some um, emotional uh, management, strengthened my ability to manage my emotions so that when something comes up that I can still take care of that issue while I'm still pursuing my life's purpose, while I'm still striving for the success that I desire in life. And so I found myself saying uh, to one person and the next person and the next person over and over again to don't give up, push. And so, you know, I started thinking about telling everybody to push as well as myself, you know. And so when I started thinking about, you know, how I can push them, into finishing strong this year and you know then this episode was released in my spirit and so here we go so let's get started we're going to talk about push to the end finishing strong and when I uh, say push I'm going to use the word push but I'm going to use the letters as acronyms to, to mean something you know different and so when I when I teach about it today I want to focus on four key areas of your life that um serve as a foundation for your living and as a foundation for your success. And so when I say push, what I mean by push for P is purpose, U is for understanding, S is for shift, and H is for habits. So that's push. Purpose, understanding, shift, thinking, um, habits. When I say purpose, I'm going to be talking to you about um, why you are here and why you do what you do or what it is that you say you're supposed to be doing. When we get to understanding you, that's the golden key to success. We're going to talk about what does it mean to understand and how do you mentally get to the place where you fully comprehend as much as possible for where you are right now what it is that you are supposed to be doing in the earth. When we get to S, shift. We're going to be talking about thinking. So I'm going to I want you I want to focus on concentration and I want to focus on imagination. You know, if you're going to finish strong this year, you're going to have to concentrate and then you're going to have to be able to visualize and see yourself doing some things not into the next year. That's good, but you also want to be able to imagine for the rest of this year what you are what you are capable of doing. Don't put anything off. Push yourself and make something happen. And then when we get to habits, H, which H will stand for habits, we're going to talk about some strong habits that you must develop in your life, be, start developing them before the year is out so that you, again, can be on a good, strong foundation. 
so that you will not procrastinate. You won't hesitate to do some things. You won't put anything off. You'll move forward in what it is that you have been purposed and called to do. So when we talk about the P in push, which is purpose, when we talk about, you know, purpose, purposeful living, you know, uh, understanding what your purpose is, everybody, in, you know, almost everybody wants to know their purpose. What are they here for? You know, uh, it, I can easily say it this way. If you are currently in a successful position and you have nice things, uh, nice cars, houses, but you in all those types of things, but you're not happy with your life, it's probably due to the fact that you're not living out your life's true purpose. You may be making money, you may uh, may be in a particular uh, position in your career, but you're not happy. So that means that either you are not enjoying it to its fullest, meaning that you're not, if you're in your purpose, then you're not enjoying it. You're not enjoying that journey. There's something missing in there. And it also could mean that you're not in your life's purpose. I know when I went to college for undergrad, I majored in accounting because that's what everybody was doing in business was booming then. And that was in the early 80s. You know, everybody wanted to do something in business like they want to do now. Everybody was into the business world, you know. And so I majored in it because I had family members who were accountants because they majored in it in school. But when I started working in that, even though I was making money in accounting, I was not happy. It was like this: there has to be something more to life than just coming in here you know, doing the same thing day in, day out, every month. I'm figuring out the same paperwork all the time. And so even though it was a good job, it wasn't fulfilling for me and it wasn't happy for me. It was just like going to work every day, and that's all it was. And when I would get off, I'm talking about not liking to go to work every day. So if you have, if you if you are currently in a successful position, but you you're not happy with your life, you have to really take a look at that because God wants you to live on purpose. He wants you to live out the purpose that he created you for. You know, so, you know, the scripture says that even before we were formed in our mother's womb, that God knew us. So before you were brought into the world, there was a specific purpose that was put into your life's plans. And so you're going to have to spiritually um, to rest until you have fulfilled your purpose in life. So it's important that you discover um, what your purpose is, and learn how to live your life in a way that you can uh, that will serve your purpose. You know, um, you I would imagine that you would rather be uh, able to rest in peace when the time comes, knowing that you have found your purpose in life, and that you would rather uh, not continue to go on and on and on, not knowing your purpose and never feeling complete. Okay, so when there, it's going to come a point in your life, you're going to get tired of not being happy. You're going to get tired of not be feeling fulfilled in life. And so before you get to that point, because at that point, it's really you've lost a lot of energy and you like that blah kind of moment. You don't want to experience that blah kind of moment. You want you want a moment where there's an, an, a, you, you, there's an a spiritual awareness that happens in your life that says, there's more to your life than what you're doing. You want the Spirit of God to speak to you to let you know that there's something greater for you to do or there's greater works for you to do. Again, you could be in the right career, but if you're not in the right 
place in that career, you're not going to be happy. If you're stuck in a manager's job and God wants you to go forward and be the CEO, you're not going to be happy as the manager. You're only going to be happy for the, the when you first got it, but you can't stay there. You got to progressively move forward. So you have to make sure that you have a peace in your spirit. You don't want to be successful and then have an unresting um, type of spirit. You know where you always there's always a tug of war going on in your spirit about what you are doing. So you have to live on purpose. That's the main part of push. You can't push if you don't know what you're pushing toward, what you're pushing for, what you're pushing to become. You have to know your purpose. So when you find your true calling, um, you know, when you're looking for it, if you don't know it, it could be a little difficult at times, you know, uh, it could be a difficult task for you uh, because you may not know where to begin, you know, so you can begin, you know, um, with really going back over your life and really uh, discovering what you're passionate about. Um, that's one way to do it. Um, you can take um, uh, spiritual gift inventories to discover where you're gifted at. That's another way you can discover, or some vocational testing, if you will, you know, to discover that. So all of us need help in discovering what it is that we're called to do, what we're what we're here for, what the purpose of our lives are for. No one is left to figure all of that out on their own. God positions people in certain places and in um, offices to be able to help us or to help you to discover what that is. And so you have to make sure that you connect to the right person, and that's how, that's one of the ways that I can help you. I can help you to discover what your purpose in life is and how you launch out and step out into that. Or if you're already in your purpose, how do you move to the next level? It's very important that you understand. I call it your calling, that you understand your calling. You understand your life's purpose. So you, there, there are a number of ways that you can actually um, um, do that. And so uh, the reason it's important is because you want to be a person who feels happy every day when they wake up and feel like everything is going the way that it's supposed to go and that you are putting, you're putting your best into what God has called you to do and you are making a difference in the world in a big way. That's the type of person that you want to wake up feeling like every day, that you are in what you are in the position that you're supposed to be in and you are doing exactly what God has purposed and called you um, to do. All right? You don't want to go out this year not knowing um, what your purpose is. So don't feel alone if you haven't discovered your purpose yet because there are a lot of people who are just like you, but don't stay right there. If you say, hey, I don't know what my purpose is, it's good to acknowledge that you're, that you're not clear yet about what that is, but don't stay at I'm not clear. The next step is to get the help that you need, all right? And so uh, the first step, I'm going to give you some steps in discovering um, your purpose and who you are and what you're here to do, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a real easy one. The first thing you have to do um, is discover yourself. Who are you? So a lot of times people look for something to do, but they don't understand who they are. So before you venture off into business, venture into ministry, uh, go into a career that you're not sure about, before you make a major move, stop and really discover who you are. Who are A lot of times when we answer, when somebody says, tell me a little something about yourself, you we always Respond by telling them what we do. So that's not really who we are. That's what we do. So take a moment to really 
take a look at who you are. What are your interests? What do you love? What are you passionate about? Um, you know, what are your dislikes as well? You know, um, uh, what are your core values are? You know, what is it that you believe? Uh, those types of things. Begin to filter through that and become become crystal clear about that part of your life because that's going, that will be the core of how you function in the earth is knowing who you are. If you're not clear about who you are, you're going to hop from place to place to place not knowing your true self. In order for you to be authentic in business, authentic in ministry, authentic in your authentic in your career, you have to be true to yourself. And that means that you have to know who you truly are. Take some time to get to know yourself. Do what you need to do to really discover who you really are and what is it about you and what is it that you have that aligns itself with what you believe to be your life's purpose. And that journey will become a lot easier when you connect your true self to what you believe God is calling you to do in the earth. Because without you, you cannot, true you, you cannot fulfill the purpose that God has purposed for you. So you must know who you are. There's a scripture that says, being confident of this, he that began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. You must know who you are. You have to be confident about who you are. That's very important. That's the main part of discovering um, your your purpose, all right? And so you really want to take some, you know, find a quiet time, place, and you know, and Really kind of free your mind from all distractions, you know, um, and then just re- begin to really focus on discovering who you really are. Get you some um, some self-help aids, you know, uh, to do that, you know, uh, workbooks, those kinds of things, uh, something that's going to really help you hone in on who you really are, something that's where you're going to have to journal, answer question and journal, really use your mind and think. And, of course, you're going to preface that with prayer. You're going to saturate your life with prayer. You're really going to seek God about who you truly are, not what you're supposed to be doing. Who are you? Who did he create you to be? That's going to eventually come. But what kind of person are you? You know, I can remember years ago, uh, when I first started um, in ministry years ago, uh, my prayer was that God would make me a peaceful woman. You know, that's what I was praying, and that I would be peaceful, and that I would know how to um, diffuse situations and know how to handle situations without flying off the handle and being so angry that I, you know, becoming so angry that I just, did, you know, couldn't really hardly could exist. I just wanted to be peaceful, and so. Um, that actually uh, has come to pass. So saturate your saturate your life with prayer and ask God to show you who you really are. You know, when I, uh, you may have heard me, you've been following me, you heard me tell this testimony before. From When I discovered what I was supposed to be doing in life, I went on a seven-day fast. I learned a lot about myself. I learned about um, my gifts, my ability, my talents, what my interests are or were at the time, uh, what is it that I, that I would would like to do, you know, what what would actually get me excited. I knew that, you know, before doing that, that there was some creativity there, that there were certain things that I liked doing, but there was no order or structure to it the way it is today. It was, you know, at that time, you know, when I was doing fashion shows and hair shows and all those things, I was successful at that, but I still couldn't pinpoint exactly what the core of my purpose 
in, in the earth was. And so you're going to have to spend some time with yourself. You have to take some time and really get to know yourself and find out what it is that you like, what you're passionate about, uh, what you're not passionate about. And then from there, when you do that, you will move into uh, what I call your true calling because things will begin to surface and you, uh, the Spirit of God will begin to show you things and it will, everything will begin to line up. Okay, so it's not about what you're seeing anybody else doing. or It's really about who you are. Find, discover yourself first and then move into your assignment. Okay, know who you are first, that's purpose, and then move into your assignment. And that is what your purpose will be connected to your assignment. And your assignment is uh, how do you carry that out? What are you to do with who you are? Okay, and so that's the first part of of push, and that is P, knowing, uh, finding out who you um, who you are. Okay, and then when you go to you, understanding. All right, understanding. And when you understand something, it means to have the ability to comprehend. It's having insight. It's having reason or intelligence. You know. Uh, so when you understand, you know, what it is that you're supposed to be doing right now in the earth, it really means having the ability to grasp the meaning of, you know, with your mind. It means to to um, take it in and to embrace something. You know, it's having the ability to grasp with your mind what God wants you to do. You don't get that in your mind. If your mind is not focused on what it is that you are called to do, meaning that you don't fully understand it. You don't know uh, everything involved in it. And when I mean that what you are capable of knowing at this point in time in your life, then it's going to be um, very hard uh, for you to um, really push to the end of the year. So when you when you understand it, I want to focus on two things. That's concentration and imagination. And so the power of concentration is what I want to start talking about first. All right. So all throughout history, all throughout the ages, you know, people have had great concentration, you know, whether it's in science, whether it's in business, ministry, whether it's literature, politics, you name it, philosophy, you know, the major achievements in any profession has been due to the power of concentration. And when I talk about concentration, I'm talking about uh, being deeply interested in something and being persistent and definitive about uh, pursuing that particular thing. You think of Thomas Edison with the, you know, with his his inventions and things. You really have to focus. You know, we say sometimes that we want to do a particular thing, and then as soon as something else comes up, we 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 lose focus, we lose our concentration, and we we shift to um, whatever the you know the dangling. Uh, the glittery thing is at that moment, and we've forgotten that we started another project or we started into into doing something else. So I want you to really understand that when I talk about concentration, I'm chiefly talking about you taking a deep in, deep interest. Excuse me, taking a deep interest in what it is that you're supposed to be doing at this very moment, at this time. Okay, so if it's about if it's discovering who you are, then you need to concentrate on discovering who you are. If you already know your purpose and you're moving in it, and maybe there's something that um, that you were supposed to do, and for whatever reason didn't get done, and you want to close out the uh, the year with making sure that it happens this year, then you have to concentrate to make sure that you reach that goal. That every step that you need to take will move you toward attaining that goal successfully. 
So you have to really focus deeply. Concentration is uh, basically arises from you being deeply uh, committed to pursuing something. All right. So if you are um, still at that stage where you're discovering, you're not sure, you're timid, you're fearful, don't try to take on a major project. Because as soon as some difficulties come up, you're going to throw in the towel. You're going to say, forget it. I'll start over next year. That's what I'm going to do. So if you're at that place, you have to become stronger in your inner man. You have to make sure that you're strengthened in your inner man before you move to the next uh, phase. Uh, Because people who are timid, who are fearful, they usually are very erratic in their habits. You know, they shift constantly from one thing to another. You know, um, they don't focus. Their concentration is broken. You know, something as simple as reading a book to them, as soon as they turn the pages, uh, they finish one page, they start turning it impatiently, trying to get through the book, you know, trying to hurry up or get to a better part of the book. You know, so they, they really don't focus. They really become impatient, and you don't want to be like that. You know, you want to make success happen in your life. So in, to, in order to do that, you have to cultivate concentration, all right? You have to think and do only one thing at a time. Concentration is the art of continuous and intense application to a task. It is the art of continuous and intense application to a task. You have to be thorough, all right? And when you're thorough and you take on one thing at a time, your confidence will build. You'll become a self-confident person. Um, everything that you undertake will, will be successful. If, if it's a business matter and you need to discuss something with a client, with a potential client, with a vendor, you know, you will take that on and you will do it uh, with uh, true focus and not just hit and miss. And so it's very important that you build or you develop, rather, a strong concentration skill in your life. You don't want to easily be distracted. You've heard me say before on another teaching that when when you're easily distracted, you are one step from failing. So you don't want something to distract you and drain you of your energy that you're supposed to be using towards your success and focus it on something else because your energy will be gone and you still will not have to attain your success. And so you would have failed would have failed at accomplishing that goal because you became distracted and you never refocused. And so you need when you developing your concentration, the skill of concentration, you have to develop that ability to refocus. When you recognize that you are distracted and of course you need something in place that will shift your mind and shift your thinking to focus back on what you should be focused on. And sometimes it's all you need is the ability to say no. You need the skill to simply say no to people at times. So when you're shifting, you want to develop skills, and um, I call them uh, predetermined responses. You need when people you know ask you to do certain things, go places, whatever. You need a pre. Um, determine a response to certain questions because if you're focusing on on being successful and you need to really get down into the grid of things and make it happen, you're going to have to say no to a lot of requests. It's hard to do at times, but you will need to do it if you're going to be successful. You want to you don't want to be distracted. If somebody does pull you away, you want to be able to stop yourself and shift your thinking back to what it's supposed to be on, and it may be you may need to develop something as e. Uh, now, it's not easy to say no to certain people, but you want to develop that ability to actually say no and, and, and just tell them 
I have to refocus. I have to get back to what I'm supposed to be doing. All right? So you want to make sure that you develop the skill of concentration. You do not want to uh, lose focus. You know, you have to bring your will into it. You know, it, it really takes a lot, you know, of strength, you know, to really be able to pursue success, pursue ministry, pursue your career, your your will has to be totally involved in it. It can't just be you saying it. You have to really purposefully move in that direction. And you can't move in that direction without understanding. And when you really understand, you have to concentrate to really focus on what it is that you say that you're supposed to be doing in the earth. And then after you develop the skill of concentration, I want you to really develop your imagination. You know, I want you to really begin to be able to see yourself doing exactly to be doing um, in the earth. Every great work in this world was first uh, in the imagination or the mind of someone, all right? It's really about being able to visualize uh, what it is that you're supposed to be doing and all of the things that come along with that, you know, if – if a person is going to build, let's say, a bench, you know, he first pictures uh, that bench, you know, uh, what is the bench going to look like? You know, what kind of material is he going to use? I mean, he knows what the outcome is going to be, you know, so he goes back and then start working toward making that happen, all right? So if you know that um, you're going to be the CEO, you know what the CEO looks like in your company because you probably have seen someone else in that position already. So now, you have to go back and begin to work your way up to that. But you need that in the recesses of your mind, in your imaginations. You have to imagination. You have to be able to see that because when you can see it, then you can begin to pray and ask God to make things happen for you. You know, uh, you can't ask for something you can't see. You know, most of the time when we ask for something, even in the natural, when we ask for a certain type of birthday gift or we ask for a certain type of Christmas gift, it's because we've seen that thing already. You know, and it's something that we really want to have. So, you know, if you want um, a particular pair of shoes or if you want uh, a particular purse or you want a particular briefcase uh, for Christmas or as a birthday gift, it's because you've already seen it. Whether it was in a magazine, in a store, in a window, um, display window, whatever, you've actually seen it. You've had the ability to actually lay eyes on it. All right, so that's what your imagination does for you. You know, in in the recesses of your spirit realm, it gives you the ability to see something before you actually have it and possess it. And so you want to be able to picture that, all right? It's the gallery, if you will, where you hang pictures. That's where you're going to hang all your pictures, both of what you've done and what you intend to do, all right? And those pictures may not all turn into reality at once, but but they are there uh, to interest and encourage you. To come out of your, um, let's say, comfort zone, if you will, and to begin to aid yourself or push yourself into making it actually come true, to make it actually um, happen. And so you want to be able to go into your imagination. You know, if you get a clear and accurate image of what it is that you're supposed to be doing, what that product is supposed to be look like, what your business is supposed to look like, what your career is supposed to look like, what your type of ministry that you're going that you're going to start or have. You know, when you get a clear picture of that, then you really can begin to move forward 
and actually making it happen. If you're taking it to the next level, if you've already started and done something, you might be moving to the next level. It's the same thing. You have to see what the next level is. It may be adding more dimensions to your ministry, adding more products to your business or more services. It may be going from a supervisor to the manager of the department, or it may be going from the manager to the department um, uh, assistant department, uh, assistant director or director of the department, whatever the job title is for your industry. So even if you're good where you are and you're going to the next level, you still have to be able to see it. You have to be able to imagine, um, of, of be able to imagine yourself um, doing that. And so what imagination does for you, it helps you to be true to yourself. It really does help you to be able to say, hey, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing, this is what I'm called to do, and I need to now start taking the steps to make it happen. So wherever you are right now, uh, as we begin to close out this year, all you have to do is move forward in that. Say, wake up, see yourself closing the year out with a, with a uh, in a big way. Uh, you can't do everything that you were supposed to do this year in just a short few months. So really go back over what, all of your goals for this year and reprioritize them. And those things that really need to be done before the year is out, maybe it's upgrading your website or starting your website. It may be uh, creating your first product or it may be going back over your inventory of the products that you already have and repackaging them or repurposing them. It may be creating audios um, for your uh, business or for ministry. It may be a certification course uh, for your career so that you can uh, have something, uh, some more uh, training, you know, under your belt for the next level, a position that you want to go to. So go back and honestly assess what it is you've done this year and what it is that you should have done, or, or let me take it back, what it is that you need to absolutely do to finish this year strong and focus on it. Concentrate anything else that you didn't do, reprioritize it to the next year. But those things that you must do before this year is out, focus, concentrate on it, and put your imagination to work and make it happen. See yourself doing it. Stop coming up with excuses about why you're not why you can't finish strong and why you can't do it. You have to really focus and get it done so that you can accomplish it. And so I'm going to give you some questions that'll help you. Uh, in, under the understanding, under the imagination and concentration. Um, so here are two questions that um, that I want you to really focus on, and uh, to help you get to the to through the you part in, in building your your uh, concentration or strengthening uh, your concentration. All right. Okay. The first one is what positive attri- attributes do you possess put into action right now? Right? So if you're good at organization, then put that down, organizing. And then you need to refocus and start organizing, you know, what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Because nine times out of ten, if you are feeling frustrated and you're getting weary and well-doing at this point of the year, it's because you either didn't have everything in order, things got or things got out of order, or you were just hitting and missing. And so to stop that, you have to really say, okay, again, focus back on you. What are the positive attributes? What are my, Where are my strengths? How can I use my strengths to finish the year strong? So if organizing is your strength, utilize that to your advantage and say, I need to organize everything, put it in order. I need to get all this paper from all, up off the desk that's, that's everywhere. 
these little pieces of sticky notes and stuff I got posted everywhere, you know, sheets of paper. They're not organized. They're not in a notebook. They're not together. And that's why I can't figure out what I'm supposed to be doing because I got stuff all over saying do this, do that. Get all of that together. If that's your strength, utilize your strength right now to help you finish out the year strong. All right? All right? And then um, number two, what are your top three business, ministry, or career skills? What are your top three business, ministry, or career skills? And when you answer that, I want you to look at those skills and say, what can I? Which one of these skills can I use to monetize something before the year is out? So, if you're good at teaching, you may monetize that by creating audios, depending on what your what your assignment is in the earth. Don't let this year go out where you have done absolutely nothing. All right. If you are a great speaker, then before the year is out, find somewhere to speak. Let people know what you do, so that you can get an invite to speak somewhere. You're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to really launch out if you wanna push. If you're gonna push and end the year strong, you have to really redeem the time. You have to catch up. And so that means that you have to do something that's uncommon. You gotta do something out of the ordinary. Ordinary for you is dragging your feet for nine, ten months. Pushing means that now you have to get up and launch out into the deep and make it happen. So that you can do greater works and and catch a greater harvest. And you can do it if you push. You really press. You can get it done, okay. So if, if whatever they are, what are the what are the top three skill, business, ministry, or career skills that you have that you can actually put into action right now and make something positive and successful happen in your life before the year closes out? All right. So then when we move to S, which is shift, talking about um, uh, shifting your um, your thinking. All right. Uh, shifting your thinking and uh, re, uh, refocusing and really just um, uh, getting your mind to the place where um, you're not having negativity that's overpowering your mind, but you're but you're thinking about the, on those things that are true, just, lovely, and of good report, so that you can have um, a positive outcome before uh, the year ends. All right, so it's really about. Um, your momentum, you know, how, how are you using the momentum? How are you using your brain power? Are you encouraging yourself? You know, um, you're really going to have to shift that. So you can't focus on you haven't done anything so far this year or I haven't done enough this year. You have to shift your thinking to I can do more, okay? I can do more um, uh then what I've done, I can start doing something no matter what point that you're in. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you want to shift your thinking from what I haven't done to I can do. All right? I can do whatever I need, what needs to be done at, at this moment in life, in uh, my um, life, so that I can accomplish whatever it is that I'm supposed to accomplish before the year is out or at least accomplish something. Of great importance. So you want to shift your thinking, and then you want to come up with some um, some strategies on actually, you know, how you can make that shift. So you're going to change your mindset about what's going on in your life at this moment, and then you're going to create some strategies on how you can actually begin to finish the year out strong. And so for you, 
uh, for some of you, one strategy may be to actually um, develop some year-end goals, all right? What am I going to do in the next 30 days? What am I going to do in the next two weeks? What am I going to do this week coming up? All right, so you need some strategies, and you need to be able. To, you need goals that you know that you can attain. Don't make them so big and so far fetched that you know before the year is over that you're not going to be able to do it. All right, so if you know you can't pull off a 200 people event by December 31st, and don't plan one. Okay, so you want to be able to set goals that you can attain. It doesn't matter how big or small they are; they just need to be something. Need to be goals that's going to help you move into the next year, help you finish strong, and position you in the right place for the next year so that you can actually do better the next year, do greater works the next year. Change your mind, shift your thinking. Yes, you can look back over the year and say, I didn't do as much as I wanted to do, I didn't accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish, or I didn't do anything, I goofed off the whole year. You know, and here you are into the last home stretch, the last three or four months of the year. You can shift your thinking and you can get refocused, reprioritize, you know, your activities and actually begin to do something that will close you out in a strong way. And not just close you out in a strong way so you can finish strong, but close you out in a strong way in your inner man so that you will not be tempted or to give in to foolishness the next year where you will find yourself again in the month of September, October, November, whenever, saying, I didn't do anything this year. You have to position yourself and fortify yourself and strengthen yourself to not uh, do foolish things and not to procrastinate and put off, but to start walking in the steps that have been ordered for your life because only then do you experience the blessings that God has purposed for you. So make sure that you do that. You want to shift your mind. Okay, yes, you acknowledge you didn't do everything you should have done, didn't do half of what you should have done. That's okay. The key now is to really begin to develop some strategies that will help you do that. One of the strategies you want to, that you can develop is you need a planner. I say it on every teaching. You need a planner. You need to structure your day. If you are used to goofing off, if you're used to procrastinating, putting things off, you need a planner for the last few months of the year. It's something you need to commit to it. You need to concentrate on it, and you need to schedule every day. Make sure you do something every day. If you put it down and follow it, it become a habit, and you'll be and you'll get used to doing that. So you need to strategically plan your day. You need to um, isolate some time. Isolate. <laughs> I uh, think I'm talking to somebody else, but you need to um, uh, schedule some time where you um, are doing particular things, like um, you need some knowledge time. You need some business, ministry, or career development time or days where you're learning about whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, okay? So that's something all of us have to do is, you know, schedule some Hours in a day or a particular day of the week where you're just constantly studying and increasing your knowledge and uh, building up your uh, mind power so that you can have the information that you need to do what you're supposed to do. All right? So no more goofing off. You now got to get focused. You got to get into the school realm, if you will, and start studying and reading, reading blogs, articles, books, whatever it is that's related to what you're supposed to be doing, you need to read. You need to constantly always be learning and evolving so that you can go to 
each level uh, completely ready to function on that level that God is calling you to. All right, so you want a planner. You need a planner to schedule your days. You want um, to begin to dedicate some time for learning. Uh, No more putting off, procrastinating, and and, uh, doing foolish things. You want to get focused to do the right thing. All right? And then you need uh, some rest time. Don't burn yourself out trying to finish the year strong, trying to catch up. You can't catch up in three months what should have been done in nine or ten months. So uh, you need some rest time. Take a break. Take a breather. You know, don't overwhelm yourself. You want to be able to finish strong, not worn out. You want to finish strong, not worn out. So don't don't uh, burn yourself out. You're no good when you're stressed out. You're no good when you're burned out. You're only good when you're rested, ready to go, mind is alert, and you're, you're ready to do what you're supposed to be doing. All right, so there are some strategies that you can put into place to help you finish um, uh, out uh, to finish strong. And then um, H is habits. I want to talk to you about habits to develop right now or begin to develop in your life uh, right now. So there's a there's a, uh, an evangelist that I like to follow, you know, um, and read, some, read his books over the years and listen to his teachings, um, audio, TV, you know, those kinds of things. And that's uh, evangelist Mike Murdoch and his whole you know, he's the wisdom guy. And one of the things that he says, and he says for he has said it for years and years and years, you know, and he says that men do not decide their future. They decide their habits, and their habits decide their future. And I, when I read that years ago, I loved it because we don't decide our future. You know, our habits, is whatever we put into practice, that will determine our future. If you do what you're supposed to do, your future will you will go you will end into the end up in the future you're supposed to end up in. If you do things that you're not supposed to do, you'll end end up with a future that you really don't want. All right. So if you want to be successful, you have to do those habits that will bring you to a place of success. If you don't, you're going to go in the opposite direction. So I want to give you a couple of habits that you need to develop um, as you're planning to close the year out. And you're going to push yourself to finish strong. The first one is the habit of order. All right. And I talked a little bit about that already when I talked about planning, you know, uh, using your planner, scheduling your day. You really want a, a, the habit of order in your life. You want things to always be in order. The word says that, um, you know, that we're to do things decently and in order. All right. That things are not supposed to be chaotic and, um, and out of whack. In our lives, you know, uh, it's supposed to be accurate. You know, we're supposed to have an accurate arrangement of things, you know, in order. That means having an accurate arrangement of things, you know. And when you do that, order creates comfort in your life. You are at ease, you know. Um, when you when everything is in order in your life, you know, it's something as simple as walking into a room, you know. Uh, when Well, let's say this. When you walk into a room where there's order, you feel a little bit more comfortable in that room. When you walk into a room where everything is disarray and people are running around, you know, like chickens with their heads cut off, if you will, just frantic, you know, moving all around and things are not ready yet. You know, you go into an event and they're still trying to set the event up, you know, and everything, everybody's doing all sorts of things. You're not comfortable in that. You're like, they're not ready yet. This has been supposed to start in 10 minutes, you know. But when you walk into a room where there's order, you feel more comfortable. Uh, in that room, and when you walk into one where it's 
disorder, you feel uncomfortable in that room. So you have to be able to build this habit. This is very important that you build a habit of order uh, in your life because when you do that, it's going to make it a place. You're going to have a place of comfort in your life, a place of peace in your life. You know, people who come into contact with you, clients, customers, coworkers, family members, friends, you know, community um, neighbors, when they come into contact with you, they're, they're going to feel peaceful and comfortable around you. When they hear that you're, that you're over something, they're going to be at ease because eventually the word will get out. He, you know, he's a man of order. So if we go into his event, he's going to be on time. So we can go ahead and go, you know. When people know that you're never on time, never ready, but you're been an hour late and be right on time. So you want people to see you as someone who is um who has developed the habit of order. Now I know sometimes times things happen beyond our control, but overall you should have that develop the habit of order in your life. Uh the second habit that you want is the habit of wisdom in your life. Wisdom consciousness in your life. You want to always look for wisdom, you know, in any situation that you're in. I pray for God to give me the gift of wisdom, and he blessed me with it. You may want to do the same thing. You want to be able to always um, look for the wisdom in any situation that you're in because every situation that we encounter, wisdom is always there. We just simply have to get it, even in a crisis situation. All right, even if you do something as simple as run out of gas, you know, in your car, you know, uh, whatever it is, when you look for wisdom, wisdom is going to be in that situation. Listen for wisdom in every conversation that you have, you know, um, sometimes in those conversations that we think are not going anywhere, we're like, what in the world is he saying? What is she saying? There's wisdom somewhere in it. Not that they're, they may not be wise, but wisdom is in the conversation Some um, in the conversation somewhere. It's right there. All right? So you may want to pray for wisdom. It's always around you, and it really... You know, it's a it's our own personal responsibility to uh, really look for the wisdom and hear wisdom. You know, to be able to discern wisdom speaking when it's speaking. So you may want to ask God to bless you. You know, and to give you discerning ears so that hearing so that you will know when uh, when you hear wisdom when it's around you when somebody's talking. You know, in the situation, how to discern the wisdom in that situation. You know, so I mean, it's it's very important. You know, that you actually develop the habit of wisdom consciousness, all right? The other habit that you want to develop is you want to develop that habit that where you boldly pursue wisdom, all right? You want wisdom consciousness, and then you want to be able to pursue wisdom in others that are around you, all right? Stay connected to, to wise people, whether you are personally friends with them or you are distant protégés or mentees for them, you know, Stay connected to people of wisdom around you. Get on their email list. You know, uh, watch their YouTube channel, people who are wise. You know, if they're in your community, in your neighborhood, in your city, you know, find out who they are and make a connection with them. You want to you want to um, make sure that um, you have something around you uh, from them. So if they are authors, if they write books, get a copy of the book. If they make audios, get a copy of a CD collection, teaching that they have. You know, if they do uh, blogs, get subscribe to their blog post so that when they post a blog, you get it, all right? So make sure that you are connected to somebody of wisdom 
all the time. All right, you want to be able to discern wisdom, you want wisdom consciousness, but you also want to be, you want to pursue wisdom from those who are around you, the people who are good and uh, at what they do and people who uh, strategically and uh, spiritually know how to handle situations in life, different situations um, in life, all right? And then another habit that you want to develop is the habit of doing your assignment each day. Develop the habit of doing your assignment each day. I don't care if it's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You want to do your assignment each day. So if you are gifted at teaching, and let's say you don't have an audience yet, you know, you haven't uh, really uh, created uh, any um, uh, identification-type platform, you know, a name of a business or ministry or something like that, you know, you can still do your assignment each day. With technology the way that it is, you know, you can make a teaching audio, top desktop, even your tablets and smartphones, you can record audios and videos. So you need to do your assignment each day, even if you're not ready to share it with anybody and let anybody see it start flowing in what you are called to do. I remember... um Bishop Hilliard told me one year, you know, um, when I was taking care of um, my mom uh, when she had surgery, he said, stay in the flow of ministry. you got to take care of your family, but you have to stay in the flow of ministry. You have to find a way to do ministry while you're doing that. And technology today makes it possible for us to do that. So I'm going to encourage you to stay in the flow of your assignment every day. Develop the habit of doing your assignment Every day, even if it's just a little something, a five-minute audio, ten-minute audio, three-minute video, whatever it is, write something if you're an author. Write something. You say, okay, listen, I don't have a lot of time today, but I can write at least 45 minutes. I can write something or outline something. Stay in the flow of it every day. So create the habit of doing your assignment each day. All right? The number. The next one is the habit of planning um, your day. Get in the habit of planning your day. I know on days when I don't plan my day, then I just, I, you know, I'm like, well, okay, well, what am I going to do today? If, you know, if I don't remember what I'm scheduled to do today, you know, so, but when I plan my day, I have something in front of me and I follow that plan, you know, to the T. And it, my whole day works out better. And so I'm going to encourage you to try that because your day will work out, work better, work out better for you as well. So, Develop the habit of planning your uh, your day. Write out a plan for each day, you know, and it's going to help keep you on course. You know, it's going to help keep you focused. It's going to help you keep you um, on target if you have a staff, if you, you know, have people working with you, a team that, that works with you. It's going to help you to delegate well and to really uh, stay on target with them, knowing what they're doing or you're already doing what you told them to do. You know, so uh, develop the habit of planning your day. And then the last one, I'm going to make this the last one. No, I've got three more for you. Um, the, the habit of managing your time daily. Or, you know, uh, once you plan your day, then make sure you manage your time daily. You put something down at 8 o'clock, and again, let me preface it with this. I know things occur that are beyond your control, but there are some things that you can't control you can say no to. So develop the habit of planning your time daily, all right? Make sure that your time counts for you, whatever it is that you are called to do. So if you're going to finish strong, you got to make the day count. 
Don't waste a day unless it's a day that you say free day. You know, this is my off day. This is the day where I do nothing. You know, I'm just going to relax and then we get right back into the to the flow of things the very next day. If you're a person that needs an off day, then you have to schedule that off day. Thursdays are my off day. Fridays are my off day. Tuesdays are my off day. Third, Wednesday, whatever day that you choose, or you say Thursday evenings, I do nothing. I stop everything at 1 o'clock. Well, I stop everything at two. I'm done for the day at two, no matter what. So when you when you schedule two, um, when you schedule Thursday, you will know not to have anything on your schedule that's going to overlap past two o'clock because two at two o'clock that's when you shut down on Thursdays and you go into relaxation mode and you just watch movies or whatever you do. So schedule that though. Make sure that you make the very best use of your time. So if you know you need a break, schedule the break in there. But make sure that you. Develop the habit of managing um, your time uh, daily, all right? Uh, so when you manage your time, um, uh, there are four things that, you're gonna, that are required if you're going to manage your time. You're going to have to have unco- an uncommon goal, okay? Every day you need an uncommon goal to, to actually um, um, manage that time well. So when you're to have an uncommon goal, what I mean by that is your goals must be clear, visible, they must be clear, and they must feel and you must feel passionate about your goals. All right? So we can all say I want to go, I want to be a successful. That's common. A lot of people want to be successful. Okay? But that uncommon goal, all right, or things that are born out of your spirit, all right? Uh so uh for example, um uh you may say today I want to be successful in studying four hours today about my calling, all right? That's uncommon. A lot of people don't do that, okay? So you need an uncommon goal somewhere in the course of your day. And when you see that uncommon goal, it should be connected to your purpose. And when it's connected to your purpose or what your assignment is, then you are really um, pushed with excitement to make that happen because it all ties back to what's going to make you fulfilled in life, and that is accomplishing whatever God has purposed for you to accomplish in the earth. So first you want to have an uncommon goal, and then you want to uh, set the goals that are small enough for you to achieve to close out this year. Again, don't make it elaborate, and don't make them far-fetched. You want uh, small enough goals that you can achieve them before the year is is out. Before we close out this year, you want to be able to have goals that you can achieve and be happy about having achieved them, all right? You were created for movement, so you will have to enjoy this journey. If you're going to manage your time daily, you're going to have to remember that you're created for movement. Again, I said you're created for greater works. Greater works requires movement, so you have to enjoy the journey. If you don't enjoy the journey, you're not going to move. You're going to sit right there and do nothing, with. even if you write the goal out. If you're not happy about what it is that you are supposed to be doing in life, you're not going to make any movement towards that goal, or you're going to make very little movement towards that goal. So remember, you were created for movement. You were created for greater works, for to constantly be doing something. So you have to enjoy the journey. You know, um, uh, the breath of life is on the inside of you. It's been breathed by the Spirit of God into you. You have to enjoy this journey. If you're going to move, you have to move in the direction that God has called you to. All right? And then the fourth thing that you need to do to manage your time 
It's very important. You have to be meticulous about um, access to you. That's the people who have access to you. It's hard to do sometimes because, you know, friends are, we're so used to friends calling us, dropping by, showing up at the office unannounced, just want to stop by to say hi, I was in the neighborhood, you know, uh, calling on the phone. Uh, you have people who just want to come in and drain you with all kind of drama that's going on in their lives and waste a lot of time of your time. You have to be meticulous about access to you. You can't just let anybody have your phone number. You can't let anybody just drop by the office, um, you know, um, uh, you can't uh, think that you're going to miss out on something. You know, if you, you know, if there are times when you need to turn your phone off, turn your phone off. You, you know, don't be afraid that you're going to miss something or miss somebody's call. You have voice message. Let them leave a voice message um, on your phone. But you have to be very careful about who has access to you at this particular time. If you're going to finish strong and even into the next year, it's very important that you. Manage your time, and one way that one of the most important ways to do it is to be meticulous, be serious about who has access to you. If you if you are trying to push towards the mark of what you have been called to do in the earth, you will not you will not be able to let everybody have access to you. Everybody cannot have your phone number. Everybody cannot have the address to your office building, if you have a, a an actual location, you know, everybody will not be able to have access to your email, your email address, the one that, you know, your close confidence and friends access you through. You're not because you're going to get all kind of chain letters and all kind of graphics and all kind of emails that you'd be like, what in the world is all of this? Everybody cannot have access to you. You must Resolve that in your spirit. As much as you may want to reach out to everybody, everybody cannot have access to you. All right? And then you must develop the habit of precision and accuracy. All right? When you're when you're accurate in what you're supposed to be doing, it builds your confidence. Okay, so no more, uh, you know, bad grammar. Uh, when you're writing something, misspell words, punctuation isn't correct. You know, um, you're putting statistics or something out there. You're not accurate with that. They're like 10, 12 years old. You know, all those kind of things. You want to make sure that you are precise and you're accurate in whatever you're doing. Strive for excellence at doing your very best. You have to develop the habit of striving for excellence. When you do everything, we have a touch of excellence on it from your business cards, ministry cards, marketing materials, uh uh, media materials, everything will have a spirit of excellence on it when you when you develop the habit of accuracy and, preci- and uh, precision and accuracy. When you de- when you develop that, your confidence level will go up, and then everything changes. It shifts in your life. If you want to shift, start becoming uh, presenting yourself in a more excellent way, and watch your mind shift. Watch your personality make a shift. Everything shifts in you when you start presenting yourself a different way, when you start presenting yourself um, to others looking like the success that you are desiring. Okay? So do that. You know, I heard uh, years ago uh, Bishop Thomas Weeks said, the third said, you know, all the way down to your eyeglasses and to the ink pen that you write with. You know, should be excellent. You may not own a $300 Mont Blanc pen, but you need a really good one. So when you're going to do business with somebody, sign a contract. You're sitting down with a coaching client or with a consultant client. You need to have a spirit of excellence in front of you. 
the, the portfolio that you're writing on, the ink pen that you're writing with. Make sure your eyeglasses are clean. So when you start presenting yourself in a more excellent way, then you will be more precise and accurate in how you conduct business or ministry or how you flow in your career. It's very important that you do that because it really creates comfort and it portrays competence, all right, and it reflects your integrity. Because when you think high, when you think uh, highly, not more highly, but when you think highly of yourself enough that you know that you are representing God in the earth, then you will look your best, talk your best, and uh, do your best for the spirit of God. Amen? So details matter. Remember that. Don't let anybody tell you that. Precision and, and accuracy is going to require a little more, um, more time than anybody else might be putting into um, uh their products and, and, and whatever they're doing, but if you're going to be precise and you're going to uh, – precision takes a little extra time and a lot of extra attention, all right? So you really, really need to be develop the habit of precision and accuracy in your life, all right? And then the last one is the habit of relationship consciousness. <laughs> all of us are in some type of relationship. It doesn't necessarily have to be romantic or per, uh, personal uh, but we're all into relationships, family relationships, friendships, co-workers, you know, uh, co-laborers. Uh, we have relationships with um, uh, with people doing the same type of business you're doing, same type of ministry you're doing, same type of career that you are in. We all are in some type of relationship, different types of relationships, all right? So when you have really good relationships, within a circle is really strong, and when you have a solid foundation of relationships around your life, one of the things that you will always want to do is remember to do something for the people in the inner circles of your life, inner circle of your life. Those people who really love and care about you, who really want to see you be successful, you have to be relationship conscious. Remember those people. Do something for them. Show them that you love them, that you appreciate them, that you celebrate them. Thank you for being here for me. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for doing what you do for me. You know, call them something like your love circle. You know, we call, you know, I normally say inner circle, something like that. When we talk about relationships, those people who mean the world to you, call them your love circle, you know, and do something for them, all right? Call them every, you know, the ones that you can call. You know, shoot them an email or, like, I, you know, talk to my mom every day. You know, um, I talk to my uh, dad every day. Uh, I have some aunts that are, that I talk to every day that encourage me and that love me a lot and I know it and so I try to call them every day. So when you have love a love circle where your relationships are solid around you and they care about you and they want you to be successful, make contact with them. If you can't call them every day, don't let four or five days go by. Two days at the most, two and a half, call them. If you say, Listen, I'm just calling and say hi Again, schedule it. If you schedule it, you'll get it in there. Put it on the planner. Put it on your daily schedule, however you want to do it, you know. But uh, if you are mentoring some, if you're mentoring people, uh, you have protégés that are under you, make sure that you talk with your protégés daily if you can. I know if you have a large number, you probably can't do that. But if you have a small group of five or six, you can do a conference call and talk to them at one time. Okay, technology, thank God for it. 
you know, so uh, make sure you talk to the people that you are training. If they're your protégés, uh, they're in that inner circle where you are training them to do what you do or to do whatever, you know, not coaching clients or consulting clients, not those. I'm talking about the people that you that you have embraced and said, hey, I'm going to teach you how to do this. You know, those are your protégés and your mentees. Those are the ones that you want to make sure every day, every other day, you have some type of talk, con, uh, connection with them where you're speaking to them in one form or another by phone or either through email, you know. So, again, make sure that you um, do that. You want to build your inner circle and do something for them, something to nurture them, you know, to let them know that they are uh, a special group of people to you, you know, that you love them dearly. Uh, You know, create ways to express um, um, yourself to them and your appreciation that they are connected um, to you. You will... um, it will bless your life. It will bless their lives. You will be so happy to know that, you know, you hear people say all the time that they have a group of people or certain people in their lives that that have always been there for them, you know, um, and they are so appreciative of that person being there for them. So make sure that you actually develop uh, and build a relationship consciousness. And so there you have it, everybody. That's push, you know, uh purposeful living make sure that you're living on purpose on this uh you understanding what it is that you're supposed to be doing at this season in your life uh s is for shift you got to shift your thinking you know you have to make sure that you start uh really uh moving away from i did not do to i can do i can finish strong this year and then h you want to develop habits in your life that will help you to not only just finish strong, but to position yourself into the new year that you have developed some uh, daily uh, ha- um, actions that are going to help you to succeed from now on in life. So you begin to develop those habits. They're not just for the next, you know, 90 days or so just to finish strong. They're for the rest of your life. So when you start developing those habits, develop with them in mind, with this in mind that you want to be able to do this all the time. And so that's Push. I want to push you to the end, push you to the end of this year where you finish strong, where you um, begin to develop those things within you that you need uh, so that you can walk in a more excellent way, so that you can walk in uh, those shoes that are fulfilled, that are helping you to fulfill your life's purpose, walk in the steps that have been ordered for your life so that you cannot just close the year out, but be closing it out in the direction that God wants you to close it out in. Remember, we all have different seasons that we go through, but we all should push. So you might be just starting. You might be uh, going uh, in, um, already doing it but want to go to the next level. And then on the third, you might be doing really great and still uh, looking for greater works to happen uh, in your life. It doesn't matter where you are. What matters is that you dis- make a decision that you want to finish strong, you want to push so that you can actually say, I put forth an effort a genuine, authentic effort to close this year out the best way possible. And for some of you, it's going to be reprioritizing some of the things that you didn't accomplish this year and focusing maybe on one so that you can go ahead and uh, finish the year out with having made a major accomplishment so you can feel really good about your life, and what you're called to do. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm Minister Ginger London. If you want to have, if you want to contact me, uh, you can contact me at ginger, G-I-N-G-E-R, at gingerlondon.com. That's G-I-N-G-E-R-L-O-N-D-O-N.com. Email me. 
so that we can have a conversation and I can see how I can be of help to you. Thank you so much for listening to the show on today. God bless you. Have a great and awesome kind of day. And don't forget to push to the end. Take care.